As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs and medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Everton are back, the season's back, Premier League football's back, me and Mark are back. How are you, lad? <laughs> Alright, mate, it's constant grinning with the Everton right now. Loving it. Isn't it nice to be back doing these, right? Yeah. And not feel like they're a chore. I know, I feel like I feel like we've been robbed of our soul here, mate, coming and turning up happy about Everton. I don't know. You know, we get we get that it's not quite happening at the way we want it in the transfer market, but it will. And it but the all round positivity in general general oomph behind us right now is lovely isn't it it's a million miles away from uh, oh, the, 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 the shows we recorded last season and 100%. the season before yeah let's hope every single one of these shows is like that throughout the season and then we're all the last show will be uh, outside uh, you know uh, in town with an open top bus but I couldn't think of the name <laughs> St George is always what I meant I'll tell you what this positivity <laughs> carries on we'll be doing these every night I know it's to be honest people I'm will be sick of, the, sick of the sound of our voices I'm going to keep it going because the old duck's pond is growing back at the back. I tell you what, mate, we're going to treat with the birds until they meet me, but that's fine. Well, to, to, the, to the first item on the agenda, um, how is the dating? Uh, how is the love life and the dating? It, it's so so. I'd say it was uh, Martinez's first season online and then Martinez's second and third seasons <laughs> when, when, when I actually come to meet these girls. What a comparison. Um, <laughs> there you go, ladies. Uh, this, is, this isn't like Alan's deep bath, and it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's an Everton podcast, but if there is anyone out there between the age of 35 and maybe 55, um, yeah. who isn't a bit weird and, and goes funny. And <laughs> <laughs> likes, you know, I don't know, just likes to waste time or whatever. I've come. No, I feel like Eddie or Richie and Bottom on that video trying to plug myself. But, you know, give us a shout out. Well, speak I'll to your audience. I'll, I'll definitely DM anyone. What an opportunity. We've never had that before. Looking for love on Everton Fan Focus. <laughs> There you go. I was um, going to suggest you got the candles out tonight, mate, but no, it's too Not far. quite, not You're quite. Uh, Jaffa cakes and donuts, but... Jaffa cakes and donuts, here we are. Not yeah. quite candles. Anyway, <laughs> to the footy before everyone decides to turn off. Um, <laughs> so, last time we spoke was just before the season began. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels like a, a long time ago. It was only two weeks today. Um, we spoke before the Spurs game. A bit frustrated about the, the summer, to be honest. Everton looked a bit unfit. Called to Cumin. Um I think we we'd signed that we 
to be honest, last time we done the podcast, the next day, Everton sold John Stones and signed Ashley Williams. It's always the way when we do these things. Yeah. So expect a major announcement tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, since then we've we've sold Stones, we we've acquired Ashley Williams. And we played Spurs to open the, the season. It was great to be back at Goodersomera. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Wasn't it? Real, there was a real buzz around the grounds as well. And that, and that just wasn't the security. That, that just wasn't the, the sort of ticket fiasco before the, you know, <laughs> the gem. The fume. <laughs> yeah, the fume. No, I, yeah, I was, uh, it was great to be back. I, I was sad to miss the first goal because I was still waiting outside for it. But I've seen, you know, obviously seen the goal later on. It was, a, it was a really good free kick, wasn't it, by Barkley that invited it. But, you know, that phase, like I said before, we're talking about before that, when you when you see that pitch for the first time, that thrill never leaves you. When you know the very first time I saw that pitch, and the the the, the, the one millionth time I see that pitch, the thrill is still with you, isn't it? You know, you just think a world of possibilities is with us, and I think for once there's genuine reason for optimism now. Uh, what can happen on that pitch? Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear you missed the first call. To be honest, Mark, but just on quickly on that, I think it was something to do with the swipe in system, wasn't it? I mean, I did stand outside for a good fifteen minutes, and fortunately got in there with ten minutes to spare. But yeah. that's a shame, and hopefully there'll be no repeat tomorrow against Yeovil. Well, I wouldn't imagine so because the crowds will be less. But yeah, uh, more importantly, you know, Saturday against Stoke. But do we know why that was? I've no idea. To be honest, to be honest, I thought it was a system failure, but it's kind of coming out now that maybe. Fans weren't used to it and it was taking their time. New Shannon system. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just assumed it would be the same system as always, but um, yeah. maybe something different. But whatever it was, there was certainly, I wasn't the only one who missed that first goal. And it was really weird, stood outside Goodison when, when that went in because it, it sounded for all the world like Tottenham scored. Yeah. That away end shout, you know, and I, it didn't feel like we scored, but. Yeah. You know, the, the I think was I bit. think that that's one for you know Evan supporters trust and the fans forum have took that to the club haven't they and, and questioned why but I think Definitely. from what I led to believe I mean I was a bit I was more asked about getting in there I think there was a new sort of scanning system where you put your season ticket or your ticket and lie yeah. thing rather than, I don't really know um, it, hopefully as I say it was just uh, teething problems on the first game of the people season people are rightly going to say I should have left the pub earlier and they have yeah. a point but it was great to be just <laughs> honestly just before we talked something about the footy it was great to be back down there yeah. you know the buzz about it nothing changes does it it's just great it was it's just, just great to do the, be back in the safety thing you put your bets on have a few pints and you see everyone it's the sights and sounds and smells isn't it the owl fellas with the with the home shirts and the trousers that's that's what yeah. gets me going mate love it and, and they, I still have that love for the game I, you know, I, I, I hold home like that when I'm 65 Got the trousers now. Let's just hope <laughs> Think it's the first time in about twenty years that I've wore an Everton crested item to the to the game. I'm not really one for yeah, shirts, like... but the training gear is just uh, it's it's brilliant. It's I brilliant, think. Isn't it? yeah, so nice. I even I wore a training top with my jeans and uh, you know felt really in the mood for it when we were down here. But it was good back down here having a beer. Tough. You know chips and curry. Yes. Uh, Foot long got dog. There's always a mile long queue outside the Goodison Shippy. Isn't but that's there, a good sign. Know? Sound of a good it's chippy, that. Absolutely, but I also, you know, it's just, it was just great to be back and lovely to see the ground again. So, and, and some improvements and being made to it, isn't it? Well, well, once we were in, um, Cumin obviously started with a, a new formation. Yeah. Uh, McCarthy was playing at, at right right side because Coleman was injured. Uh, Lukaku wasn't fit enough to start. Williams was in the squad, I, I think he was. He. Um, he, I don't think he was no, in the no, squad. No, sorry, he wasn't in the yeah, squad. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it was too soon for him. Yeah. So we had Maury, Jagielker and Holgate at the back, McCarthy on the right, Baines on the left. We had uh, Idrissa, the revelation Ghana guy, in the middle with Gareth Barry. And then ahead of that, uh, Ross, Gerard yeah. Delafoe, 
And Morales. Morales. Um, it was a, a different sort of setup, but it was one that we'd seen in pre-season. It was, and we caused Tottenham all kinds of problems in that first half. Thought it was the real height intensity play. You know, let's face it, it was a breath of fresh air to us all. Do we actually look like a team out there? You know, we did. You know, tire in the second half, but in the first half, I thought we played with a clear plan, with good intensity, good. You know, Tottenham, very excellent team, aren't they? Let's face it, going to do well again this year by the looks. That didn't get really near us in that first half, to be honest. No, um, they're a, 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 fit, a fit team and, 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 and very creative movement-wise, yeah. aren't they? And I, I agree, Mark. First half, was we thought, well, we're well up for this here, aren't we? It was Delafoe's um, chance that, that should have should have really put, put it to bed for us. And I knew that would cost us. Tottenham were a far too good a team to, to let... You know, you can't let them off the hook. You need mm. to punish them. Well, Barkley put, put us in front with a bit of a, a slow-motion goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Not that you saw it live, but you, and you did obviously see it since. But yeah. it, it went through. And it was great to see Ross get off the mark. He could be the real talisman, you know, creative man for, the, for us this season. And he is becoming of age. And, you know, he hasn't had it all his way the past two years, has he? No. So, you know, a new manager, new lease of life, new ideas, new formation... He's still not the finished article, Ross Barkley, far from it, but it's good to see him get off the mark for the yeah. season. And then after that, as you say, we could have made it, made it even more. Absolutely. I mean, Barkley's our opening day specialist, doesn't he? He's scored mm-hmm. the last three seasons on the opening day. You know, he right, yeah. should be nailed on your first goal scorer for Everton, I think, when when first start of the season comes mm-hmm. round. But like you say, he's got you know all the, the talent in the world to sort of human can get him to apply it. You know, then we then you know hopefully all these players coming in. You know, the likes of Balassi and stuff, and I know we're talking about things that we're going to talk about later on. But hopefully they can bring the best out of Barkley, maybe take some of the weight off. And that, that that's when we'll see the best I of think Barkley. when we when we saw Balassi coming on on Saturday against West Brom, though, you saw that with Barkley and Lukaku, the interchange between them even. I thought, no. this is real, you know, it, it's, it's that hunger going forward again, isn't it? Lukaku thrives on it. Ross likes players who are on the same creative wavelength. Yeah. Obviously, Morales and Delafoe like that as well. So, that final third of the, of the team is is just it's looking spine, a bit. It was spine tingling at times. Just watching it on Saturday, obviously, again we missed chances. But you know, yeah. going back to Spurs, Delafoe did get in. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say him and Delo, uh, Morales had the best games. But no, I don't um, think he does himself justice, Morales. No, the time talks a good game. It seems like he's been given every opportunity, but he just sometimes doesn't quite do it, does he? And you left you left human at him a little bit because you want him. He's the sort of player you, know you want him to, to do well. Yeah, and he, sometimes it just doesn't happen for him. So we were we were ahead at the break, and um, obviously it was it was always going to be difficult to keep up that tempo. We pressed. Pressed Spurs, didn't we? You were hard work inside themselves, but we pressed them. It was a new yeah. formation, a new style. Come the hour mark, we did tire though, didn't we? Let's be honest. Visibly tired. Visibly tired. Yeah. Um, every, every one of them had put a real shift in for at least an hour. Well, to be honest, he did for the full 90, but you could see the tired legs were out there. Um, so the, the, the equaliser was inevitable, really. Yeah, it was a shame. More and more it was something I noticed, Mark, that some, I think one of the commentators said we were. The, the team who conceded the most goals from headers last season. Yeah. Um, and already this season, the two goals we've conceded have been from headers and one from Eric Lamella, which you wouldn't associate no. with headers goals. But it was a poor goal to concede, and that is a worry. I, don't, I still don't think we're all there at the back, but bringing no. Williams in and the emergence of Mason Allgate. <sighs> yeah, what a player he is, by the way. You know, I don't want to put. It was a very Harry Kane type header, wasn't it? You know, to mm. the, the Lamella scores. He's not been on right now for that at all, is he? You know, but 
Um, it, it was just sort of a classic away goal to concede, wasn't it? You know, they always drift in apologetically like that. But, but they, like, they, to be fair, they did deserve it, didn't they? So what, totally, yeah. Um, I, I think it was much down to us tiring as much as it was Tottenham improving that second half. But then, you know, that's that's what happens when you don't punish good teams. They, they'll come back into it and, and, and put Peggy back. After that, um, we we probably were on the back foot for the best part of 25 half an hour. Um, Martin Stecklenberg, unreal saves, to be honest. When you, when you see the replays of them, at the time they looked impressive. The one from Vincent Janssen, close range. Oh, yeah, the, the tip over from La Mela, which was oh, incredible. I um, thought that was Southall-esque. I mean it, honestly. <laughs> I've never seen that. It was just blistering. It was like, you know, great football all around, wasn't it? But the save was just ridiculous. It was brilliant. And, and obviously that kept the score at one all. And yeah. to be honest, it was a, it was a game of two halves. Uh, one all was a fair result. Don't forget, we had chances in the first half. But I think most Evertonians would have come away satisfied after the, the opening game, wouldn't you? I, generally, yeah. The feeling I got was just we were so impressed to see Everton back as a team again. Not a collection of individuals disgruntled with the manager. You know, I think this, it was just a relief to see us pulling. You know, and, 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 and the talk of the town was just great. You'll go a long way to find a more impressive debut than that, I think. He, he was just, uh, he's something else, isn't he? It reminded me of when Olivier Decord made his debut against Aston Villa at home. Just that sort of standout performance. Not the same player, of course, but, you know, it was one of them where Gwaii just, he just settled right into the, I mean, you know, that and Steve Walsh all, you know, that you know, that type of signing where people weren't impressed or it's not down to us to identify these players, these white these guys are on mega books, mm. is to identify a system that's gonna work and then pick out the players that are gonna fit into that system. And how superbly it's quite settled in, it's just ridiculous. He looks um just looks the complete package, doesn't he? He he, he was he was hustling and harrying, he was chasing, he's he obviously likes to tackle. But he was also starting the play, win, you know, winning the ball and then getting the ball forwards as well. Yeah. He's not the type of player to be picking 30, 40 yard balls. He's not He's not in there for that. He's more the engine room. He can do the legwork that Gareth Barry probably can't do or yeah. maybe did 10 years ago. Don't get me wrong, Gareth Barry has still been brilliant in the two games we've seen him so far this season. I mean, yeah. he's probably one of the only ones who could hold his head up last season. Um, he did he did Absolutely, well. yeah. And he's still got it. But and every manager he plays under... Thinks he's you know causing exactly. different gravy, he's, doesn't he? You know? he's, he's like a Jack Yorker and he's a model professional, but yeah, it's just a gay or gun or whatever you're gonna call him. He's about four foot three and he's just <laughs> honestly, but he just got around that pitch so much and he got man of the match and rightly so. And it, it does look like a real bargain, doesn't it? Like Joe Parkinson and you know, it was that, that I haven't seen a player like that since since Joe Parkey and he was one of my favourites. So no, Parkinson was, was add more to his game towards the end and all that. But maybe Gray will be like that. And um, I just thought, what an impressive debut that is! Just sort of riding as if he'd been there five, six seasons, no problem. Settled in. I just thought made all the difference. And it's that type of signing that that helps you build a foundation, you know, on your team. Mm. Nobody's walking through us anymore with him in that middle. Well, if you look. Let's 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 get the, some views on that. Then the, you're talking about the foundation. Stecklenberg was brought in, and pr- many probably saw him as a an understudy to it, even newer keeper maybe. Yeah. But you're looking at foundation and 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 unit wise and how we're set up. Starting with Stecklenberg, who could argue, arguably have been in with the shout for man of the match against Spurs. Yeah. He's done well against West Brom. Ahead of that, you've got 
Ashley Williams, we know what he's all about. You don't need us to explain it. No. Ahead of that, Gareth Barry starting the season well, Adissa Gay coming in up front, Lukaku getting his fitness back, Ross Barkley getting off the mark with the goals, Kevin Morales. It's it's all the, there. You know what I mean? The, it, add to that the creative talents of Balassi, Dulafo, and you know your grafters, your, your Leighton Baines, your Seamus Coleman's, um, you know Funes Mourne. He's probably not the finished article, but there is it is starting to take shape after probably an erratic few months where we have lost a few players yeah. Hibbert Osman to name a few we're looking like we're going to lose Kone Mias McGeady um, we needed to get these bodies in and people were underwhelmed by Stecklenberg and Gay but now we've added Williams and Balassi and we look set to sign at least two maybe even three more so I'm, I'm quietly confident That's, mate, there's every reason to be optimistic here there's, there's you know I was walked into the club shop and I, you know, clearly aware of who we've got up front and all that. But only when I seen it on the back wall there, all the back of the names on the home shirts, I'm reading them off: Barkley, Lukaku, Balassi, Morales, Stelafo. I'm going, you know, what, what the hell is stopping us this year? There's so much talent going forward. We are addressing it at the back. You know, I think maybe Joe Hart's going to come in finally this week. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. You know, all of a sudden we are looking a team. And I think if if we somehow can, you know, don't ever not it and just beat Stoke nice and simple, then then everything's, you know, the the uh, the momentum behind us is this is how this is how a good season starts. You know that that's why Saturday's win was so important. But I just think this this you know, it's easy to get carried away thinking about us. It is easy to get carried away, but I think we've all been Evertonians long enough that we need to take the positives when they come our way Definitely. and have a bit of hope for the future you know um, with the setup from the top to bottom of the club now looking at the likes of Holgate he, he, it's cliche but he's like a new signing he, he didn't play last season he's come in and you pick him every game to start, you pick yeah. him every week now going, going off his, his, his two performances he looks like sufficient cover if Coleman's not, not cutting the mustard at right back or he's yeah. injured he looks like he looks sufficient enough and able enough to play at centre half if we got it with injuries. Um, so it's all about nature and that and how they fit into the team. Looking on the left hand side, you've got Oviedo and he's obviously made the decision to let Garbutt and Galloway go out. But I, I'm, I'm honestly a lot more optimistic. Unfortunately, you know we we we've been hit with the Bezic injury. We don't know what's going to happen with Dan Gibson. We don't know what's going to happen with James McCarthy and these. These are the positions that if they're going to leave, we need to have people coming in and place. Yeah. I honestly think that um, looking at that 180 minutes that we've just played in the past week, yeah, um, that we're, we're going to be in good shape and even better shape come the end of August. I do, absolutely. You're right. And it's the emergence of the likes of Stackenberg and Gray. Right at the start, the people right off has now added depth to our squad, hasn't it? Because these are clearly... Capable deputy, oh, they're clearly capable players. Well, Stefan Gray is, is already an instant improvement on anything we've had exactly. in the last two years. Exactly, you know, Stefan Berg is, 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 you know, he's no kid, he's experienced. It may not have, you know, worked out for him in his career very much. I don't know, I don't really know much about his background. Yeah, it's just a guy who's played in Aston Villa in the Prem for a year. Balassi and Williams are seasoned Premier League players they don't need time to bed in so this, is, this yeah. is what my argument was about the price tags the other week sometimes you have to pay that because otherwise what you do you go out and spend half that amount but they take two years to get going or it's an expensive gamble which we've seen absolutely I, I completely see where, where Koeman's going with this he, he, there's no time now we finished 11th twice there's obviously a project in mind at Goodison now with Machiri driving it 
we haven't got time to be pissing about mid-table anymore. There's a real direct approach now to improving that team. And Williams, you know, Stones, Williams, yeah, we have replaced potential with proven, which isn't, you know, people say for the long term isn't. But right now, we need to get up that league table. And he signed proven Premier League players, which are going to improve the team no end and, and, and you know, help, help us get up that table. And then, it's, for me, all this is just a means to an end. I actually, I'm thrilled with Balassi. I'm absolutely yeah. over the moon that we've signed him. But, you know, right now, it's all a means to an end. We need to get up that table. And, and you know, if we have to replace, you know, a potential world star with proven quality right now, then so be it. The aim is we're going to attract that world star back when, when we get up there. Well, eventually, yeah. And it looks like Lukaku's staying. Obviously, Barkley's going nowhere. It was disappointing to lose Stones, but, you know, we've... We've seen from from the week that's followed after John Stones' departure that Everton still lives again, lives to fight another day. Yeah. Other kids come in and, and to be honest, you know, without trying to put too much pressure on the lad, the likes of Holgate, there is other talent out there. And, and Everton, Everton have got a record of doing it. Unfortunately, we do, in, in years gone by, we've sold them and, and in recent times, Stones eventually succumbed to the powers that be. But... I see what you mean. The end game is for us to be one of those powers that be to lure these players back and bring them in to, to add to what we've already got. So yeah. I think after the Spurs game, Mark, I think we all had a look at it and thought we may be in a bit worried going into it. But at the end of the day, we're still going to pick up results. Cumin's got a plan in place. There is positivity around the club, and we need to try and nurture that and push on that. Absolutely, and the guy's clearly no messing. And that's what is coming through loud and clear with him. He's almost bullish in his approach, isn't he? You know, he's, he's the, the, the criticism of Niasi, you know, was just chalk and cheese compared to Martin's, wasn't it? You know, it was just what, it was what everyone wanted to hear. The guy clearly, you know, said that you're not good, you're not good enough for Everton Football Club. It's just, you know, that directness and that clear, you know, it's just, it's just what we've missed. Everton fans, you know, Martin's was stupid to think he can pull the ball. Over Evertonians, but but Cumin certainly shoots from the hip, doesn't he? And tells it how it is. That's what you know. That's no mess. Need no mess. And, and big enough and brave enough to admit that he got it wrong the first half an hour on Saturday and yeah. change it. You know well, that moves us on nicely. To it does. Um, <laughs> we tend to go off on a tangent, but um, looking at the the West Brom game, he kept the same lineup. Um, obviously, a lot of stuffs happened in between the Spurs and. West Brom games off the field and, and what have you. But we'll, we'll come to them in a minute. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, he started the same team and he probably thought, yeah, well, you know, could it worked against Spurs to a point. Yeah. We'll have a go against West Brom. But let's be honest, from from the off, it didn't look it didn't look right, did it? No, it didn't. Well, from before, I didn't. I have. I know with new signings, you have. You know, over the years, they don't tend to start straight away. That so I wasn't surprised that uh, maybe actually Williams maybe. But the, the, none of them started. But you're right. It was so apparent that there was there was no threat at all um, against the them two bruises at the back of West Brom. And they, you know, West Brom don't need any invitation to defend, do they? You know, that's that's what they're about. We just didn't didn't affect them at all going forward. So you're playing to to you know effectively two wide players up front, which is is not tried and tested at Everton. Is no. it, you know, for the past three or four years, we've had a real marksman in Lukaku up top. Um, I think we had an ineffective Barkley. Yeah, it just Alaphil didn't really. But didn't it, that's what I mean. It only takes a couple of boots to unsettle Morales and Alaphil. Thankfully, Morales had a go back at Jonas Olsen, who's an absolute dog. Um, <laughs> absolute dog. But it looks it as well. <laughs> it's your Craig Gardner's <laughs> and your, um, your 
you, what is it, Craig Dawson's and all them. They're just they're just dogs, aren't they? Let's be honest. And it, remember last season when they beat us one nil. Oh, it was, oh I, I think one of the defenders scored that day as well. Um, they're always I think it was Dawson. Oh, yeah. Dawson scored in the three. I, it's just how the hell can West Brom fans be happy with that? You know, oh. I know that they've not got, or you know, their their heights are set lower. Maybe if that's not too insulting, than ass. Um, but but how the hell can they put up with that? It's like the guy plays five central defenders every game. Doesn't yeah, he? it's just it, it's it's so boring. But the, to be fair, you know, yeah, he, he keeps keeps sides in the league doing that, and I I, I don't does, think I pay to watch it. But they've done a job on us as I've Stoke in recent years. Yeah. You know, it's been it's been doggish football, but. Ultimately, they've ground out results against Everton, but thankfully we ground out results against West Brom on Saturday. But we went a goal down, didn't we? Yeah. It wasn't working. Um, we went a goal down, and it was, uh, you know, looked like a foul on the keeper. It was a cross, yeah. wasn't it? From um, in fact, Stecklenberg made the save, didn't he? From the resulting corner. Um, was it the lad, uh, the Irish fella, the, the left hand side? I can't remember his name. Uh, McLean. McLean, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Dawson headed in at the back post and he gave the home side the league and we, it was such the a lead and we thought, oh, is our head going to go down here? I feel like we've conceded a goal like that to West Brom every season. Yeah. That sort of pathetic, you know, defending. Jack Gelder should have done a lot better. Shouldn't he he should have done. Right? I, think, I think that's what I said before. We're, we're still not all there at the back. I think Funes Mori's made errors in both games, uh, yeah. to be honest. And yeah. I, you know, the thing is, if Funes Mori goes and makes errors tomorrow or against Stoke on Saturday, then Cumin. On the face of it, he'll have no, no um, hesitation to drag him out the team and put no. Ashley Williams in. I think that's why maybe they're still chasing Lamine Coney. You know, yeah. I think that's. I don't think he's convinced with with Funes Money at all. Um, no. Being a, a world class defender, he's going to spot. <laughs> he's going to be right on that. Don't get me wrong, Funes Money's a brave lad, and he sometimes can look like a bit of a Rolls Royce. But then on the other hand, he can look like a bit of a Chevette. Chevette. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he, he's not the tallest lad in the world as well, which doesn't help. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's competition for places with Williams at the back there, and you think it is sort of uh, compensation for losing stones. But Maury, Jagielka, Holgate, and Williams is not a bad uh, middle four to have. No, absolutely not. No. Especially with now the cup competitions, which come the new year, will be coming thick and fast, and hopefully we'll have a few cup runs. But um, yeah, we probably should have done better for the opener, shouldn't we? Yeah. Didn't go down. The, I didn't the formation just it, you could just see probably from about twenty five minutes to half an hour. Lukaku got sent out. Didn't need to warm up. Maybe even a bit earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. You just knew we weren't happy. Cumin uh, weren't happy, but it was he at all. No, I think thinks you know that just wouldn't have happened last season. Would it all that that instant change? All right, it wasn't in his thirty minutes. I think it was with thirty five minutes even. Um, when Lukaku came on for McCarthy, but it was like. You just wouldn't. When was the last time we seen that at Everton? You know, a substitution before half time. I've never seen. I've, I've, I can't I've remember seeing one of them without an injury. Chelsea. Without an injury being involved, and to be Absolutely. honest, James yeah. McCarthy didn't do much right, but he didn't do much wrong. He didn't really have much time, and he done well against Spurs. Yeah, I think um, it was the system, and there, yeah. there had to be. Well, a, I've seen a few people slating saying he's being dragged off for a reason, but it was a tactical. It was reason. clearly a tactical switch, and yeah. you know, again, last season, would you have seen Lukaku and Alisson de la Foll on the on the pitch at the same time? Probably not. Never. Um, no. So again, it was brave, and I, th- I felt with 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 that change. Koeman weren't wait, willing to wait until the second half and you know West no. Brom are the, are the absolute masters of shutting up shop yeah. soaking up pressure and they would have just battered and bruised us all day but 
with the introduction of Lukaku and a lot more movement up front and more of a threat, he dragged defenders out of position, which allowed Baines, Morales, Delafoe, Barkley to advance. I, yeah, I, I was watching the game and I, I thought Lukaku, uh, maybe I, I'm watching it through rose tinted glasses a bit, but I, I just thought he, he showed a bit, it sounds pathetic, I know the money's on, but it sounded like he showed a bit more interest. But yeah. then I could see him getting slated all over all over Twitter and stuff, and I'm thinking, am I, maybe I'm missing this, but I don't know, he looks more interested. We were certainly involved, put it that way, and we had nothing, <laughs> we had nothing up front before his introduction, yeah, he was, yeah. he was involved, and you know, within 10 minutes, it's not all just down to Lukaku, it was an absolute class oh. team goal, wasn't it, and you know, let's just take a minute to reflect on that, it was real intricate play, and it was a great finish as well, on the angle there, with his left foot, Morales, but the play leading up to it, beautiful, Absolutely, just sumptuous, push. sumptuous. It was like Morales' goal against West Ham on Moyes' last game, if you remember. It was that type of goal yeah. where where it was just fluid, fluid, fluid. Far too much movement, and that's one thing that teams like West Brom can't defend against is is quality and pace, isn't it? Well, those Alehouse defenders had had, had a problem even <laughs> keeping track of the uh, the the they yellow shirts. Problem with the steak <laughs> meal being thrown in front of them. Yeah, it yeah. was beautiful, wasn't it? And what what Morales done well was to hit it early. You know, there wasn't two touches, there wasn't one touch, it was, uh, it, well, there was one touch, but it, it was, he hit it very quickly, didn't he? But he know? caught Ben Foster, he caught Ben Foster right out, just absolutely quick, but great finish. Barkley did nothing on game, showed his touch, and, and was the assist behind it, wasn't he? You know, exactly, and it I was think a lovely move. It was a great time to score as well, always a nice time to score. Best time, I just I had no problem then thinking we were going to win that game. I wasn't even, what I was saying before, I wasn't panicking at 1 0. Because, you know, you only got to look at the bench to know that, you know, there's, there's some absolute X factor coming I, on. But, I was you know. talking about players there before in the attacking departments, and I'm forgetting Aaron Lennon. Yeah. Forgetting he even exists, you yeah. know what I mean? But this, this is what Someone who's been think. a real asset, I think, since he's come to the yeah. club. But Cumin doesn't want anyone to rest on their laurels here. I know Lennon certainly isn't going to do that, but th- that's what I like about it. There's constant... Uh, competition now there seems to be a lot more competition for places than a manager who was not afraid to do that but you're right Alan Lennon would have been lost without him at times under madness wouldn't we you know valuable contributions it's like he's come in and said I'm setting the bar here and if you don't live up to it you'll be bombed out that team yeah and you know with respect I'm the manager this is my new setup. he's been shite for two years Uh, it's my way or the highway and do you know what in this day and age the money people go and play to watch football and the the, the money that footballers have actually paid maybe being cutthroat from time to time actually sees a reaction and we'll know from this season won't we absolutely and Koeman seems acutely aware of the expectations placed on him doesn't he you know that it's he's He's a pl- he's a player. Well, he's got Twitter. Way. He's got Twitter, so he can he's, see the expectations right there. Oh my God! I'm surprised he's still on it. I'm amazed. Well done, Ronnie, for, for sticking with it. But hey, hey, see, a draw and a defeat, a draw and a win. He's not going to get much shit. Is when he puts something on there, now you've got Evertonians replying saying, "Love you, Ronald, and all that." Come October, come October, when it's It'll pissing be. down and we're getting beat one 0 by West Brom at Goodison. <laughs> He'll be be getting called all the uh, all the names under the sun then, yeah. But I'm sure he's got thick skin. But uh, no, he just what I was trying to say was he just looks the man for the job, doesn't he? In every way, every way. Not afraid to to. I I get the feeling he's losing patience with Dalfour. You know, I really do. I don't know. I think he's expecting a lot more from him. Yeah, and what what like about him? Sorry, yeah, Andy, who's been on the the podcast to. is a mate of ours, he said, didn't he, on a, on a message the other day, 
Is there anyone else think that Dillow Folk would leave before the end of the window? Yeah. He put it's, it out there and I thought, actually, yeah. Well, then, he said he doesn't look a happy player. It doesn't, but, but then that sort of doesn't add up with, with Cumin's plans to put him in a more central role, when it, you know, for in the early parts of pre-season. And in fact, the Tottenham game, he started as a striker, didn't he? You know, but it doesn't add up, but I just get the feeling he's not happy with him. He's, he's, he's expecting a lot more. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, one of them, I just don't know. But he, he, he called completely off, wrong. He? he took him off against West Brom, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He did. Uh, at a time when, you know, we. And, and we, space. And space. Yeah. Both got hauled off, yeah. Um, just think he's not going to put up with, with, with players not putting it in. Mm. Or, I don't know, Donald Fowles got it all there again. So another player, maybe this is this is a means to an end again, just to get him to. to just because you're from Barcelona you're not going to get 90 minutes to be fair fitness always, always looks like an issue with, with Gerard Telefoe but yeah. I, I'd hate to lose him he's yeah, such a, he's fantastic such a good player well, we're probably talking rubbish to be honest yeah, we probably are but yeah. Andy didn't plant the seed the other day and it got me thinking but yeah I'd love to see him here for, for, forever to be honest Telefoe he's, he's real these are the players you want to see in a royal blue shirt but yeah. second half Mark we were a different side similarly to Spurs where it was it was half, our half in the first half. It was West Brom's half, ultimately up until we equalised. Although they weren't great, were they? No, they weren't great. By by no means are they a Spurs or an Everton. No. Um, with all due respect, but we came out and we looked hungry, didn't we? Straight from the way it got, it was like the whole play was was camped in their half, wasn't it? You know, it was like the first half never happened. We we just that goal at the stroke of our time meant a lot, didn't it? And Everton came out. I was. I was totally relaxed about winning that game, no mm. problem. I just didn't think West Brom had another goal in them, to be honest. We, st- we looked really threatening. Going we forward. started applying the pressure, didn't we? The yeah. side and our last telephone back, he's seen a lot more of the ball. Baines is looking back to his old self Baines again. He's confident, looking, looking to pick passes forward, yeah. which he doesn't and feel like he's done for ages. Exactly, and he's looking, it's another one who's, who's benefiting from the change in management, I think. Yeah. You know, obviously, I don't think you're going to see Baines rolling his eyes too much at Cumin, but he looks another one who's. It was just stepping it up again. From half time, half an hour spell, probably until the, the latter stages when Ricky Lambert had that chance or someone had that chance yeah. and Lambert had come on. Um, it was all Everton, to be honest. Fletcher had it, and Jaggy had chance, yeah. yeah, kept it kept it tight at the back. Um, but going forward, we, we, we had a few a spell of corners. Uh, Funes Mori nearly scored, didn't he? Which then resulted in the corner for the goal, but it was a great header around the back. Fantastic header, that, wasn't it? I mean... The, the angle he met at and the power he got behind it was going in the top corner, wasn't it? You know, it was a great save, wasn't it? It was definitely a great save. Tipped it round, but it was, you know, that's where we really cast in off the next one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know? and the resulting phase of play, obviously, pieces, what's going on? Oh, Holgate, <laughs> the defenders getting in on the act. Punes Mori drew the corner, then Holgate got the assist on Gareth Barry. I know. There's a hundred game for Everton. Aye, hundred game for Everton. Different class. But like you say, what a weird combination to set up a goal. <laughs> no attackers involved. That, you know? No attackers involved. Holgate, who was absolutely mouthwatering, I thought, in defence and attack. He looked, you know, he looked like a good player going forward, didn't he, as well? It just looks completely uh, fearless, completely he, at ease. He looked cheddared when Barry scored as well. Some of the, the reactions from our players and fans is great, I always think, especially when we take the lead. No, and, and especially like and 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 we don't the celebrations the, it's just it's great to see it. if you're not there it's still great to even watch and listen to you yeah, know what I mean absolutely um, but Barry Lukaku and then that image of the whole team running away again just after the celebration it's just great and I think it shows good team spirit and 
that, and a passion. That's what you want. You know what I mean? You yeah. want players and fans over celebrating. You want, you know, you don't want just the Prontsani brigade clapping and the, the players acknowledge I mean, the fans from thirty you know, yards away. You want you want the players with the with that's the fans. what I want in a in a. I'm gonna do a bit of a rant. That's what I want in a in an away fan or a football fan. That I don't want to see what you see when Ibrahimovic steps up against United and pretty much everyone that you see stood there with a the phone in their hand. Yeah. Now I get that you know people want to share a penalty going in with the rest of social media, but where's the where's the football fan gone? Where's That's, the book? The phone. I mean, for a start, I go through too many phones as it is. I lose mine on the bus. So I wouldn't stand a chance in the Gladys Street with a penalty. <laughs> but you know, but that's it's just them of the days when you know maybe I'm old school. But that's that's you know if you're a fan, the phone away and go nuts. Well, that, apparently <laughs> some Borough fans were doing it yesterday when they had that penalty. And yeah, and Liverpool just, fans do it when the opposition scores. I mean, they're just a weird well, bunch. Yeah, right? they are. Yeah, but imagine <laughs> us doing it like in a derby, watching it. That's the last can, thing you do is get your phone out. Can imagine mm. doing all that when Big Duncan scores that winner against United? You're too busy doing the, yeah. the windmill for the next hour. It'll like a phone amnesty if haven't did that when Big Duncan scores. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the great. windmill. Gareth Barry probably just rewards for the past year that you know. As I say, yeah. he's probably one who could hold his head up. And, Again, you know, winner sick. coming at that near post like he did last year with, with Lukaku. Yeah, mm. and I think he, he's proved that, you know, for the additions we make, the Idrissa Gay, the other signings we're linked with, the younger lads around the team, he's an old head, a professional. His second season at Everton wasn't great when no. he first signed him permanently, let's be honest. Now his first season was brilliant. His third season was good in a shit team. Yeah, and now he looks like he's carrying it on, and he's a leader, and he's a captain material yeah, yeah. as he can. But the likes of Gareth Barry, Jack Elka, Williams around the place, yeah, is only going to benefit the likes of Guy, the likes of Holgate. Absolutely, yeah. You know that's what why I mean? that's why he's in the team, to be honest. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So, you know, Gwen already looks like a player, doesn't he? Um, it's going to benefit hugely from a, a master of his art, really, Gareth Barry. But he's, you know, he's, he's not known for his goal scoring anymore, is he? I know, but he's cropping up with the winner now. Like, 
maybe he can be our um, Paul Power this season. You know, he can be that player. You know, he just comes of age again in the team. But uh, all right, calm, no. calm down. Have another swig of your tea. I'll have another blue. I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of winning. I wish people who's listening to this could see his arms when he's talking. I'm scared he's going to knock my glasses off my head. Fucking all over the place. That's probably why these beds don't last with you. You go on a date with them and he's feeling them up and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> Wacky, wavy, inflatable, inflatable cheese mask. Put a Jaffa cake in your hand and calm down. Else, I, will. I think it's the medication's wearing off. After that, after that we had chances, didn't we? Um, and uh, Balassi came on. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Another guy People have got the doubts about that lad. Doubts? Oh, I'm not getting it, mate. Even if he come on and done that... Played like that for every half hour, you know, just off the bench. Absolute. The legs on him. That little stud roll thing. I was, I was, I was foaming at the mouth watching repeats of that. He, he come on. First thing to do, skin that right left back and put it over to Barkley. Oh, Barkley's got to score, hasn't he? He's got to score, and it was an absolute insult to Blassie's cross that he put it white. Oh, Giltes' chance. Oh, he couldn't score. I mean, the keeper was planted, rooted to the spot. Great ball in, and that was his first contribution, wasn't it? Oh, Blassie, I'm having him all day long. I think he's a great player. I'm not having... There's someone, someone tweeted, no end product. No, <laughs> no end product. Just watched two worldy, you know, set-ups. Well, you know, I mean, even when we, he was on the ball, and it's he's one of the players, he's just going to get everyone stood up. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we've waited far too. I've watched Nicholas Alexanderson, Simon Davis, you know, Edan Tal, all these times. I haven't wit. I've been excited about a winger like this since we signed Kinchelskis. I just yeah. think he's going to be... You know, I know people are going to think I'm getting carried away, but, but Blassie's think... just... It looks like he's got it all. All right, he's been a Palace for a long time, but it looks like now he's ready to make that step up. As we're making that step up, I think he's just going to go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Palace fan put on Twitter, like, I've just seen Balassi's ball over for Barkley. Best ball he's ever put in. Where's he been for the past four years or so? Where's he been for the, the past four years? He come on and showed it, and you know, not only down the right hand side. Look at that when he burst in on the left and then put Lukaku in for the second yeah. field edge chance. Yeah. Look at when he, he charged forward and done that little um, stud drag again. Got took out, then got the ball back off Lukaku and, and had a shot, didn't he? That just went wide. Yeah. He should have probably put it into one of his his teammates then, but. That little he cameo was, was just like, <laughs> he's just playing with a real spring and a step and a real enthusiasm and that's what you want from your creative players, he's not going to be in the team to be, he might have to do a bit of track and back but he's not in the team to be in his own half, he's up there, that relationship with him, Barkley and uh, Lukaku look malfortunate. It, but he's, he's also someone who does put genuine fear into opponents, yeah. genuine, you can't pace power tricks, you know, it, it's been so long since we've had a player like that who, who puts panic into opponents just by getting on the ball. You know, he's gonna he's gonna make space for other players. I'm absolutely made up with that sign. I think he's gonna just be an assist king all season. He will, and I think that you know that little cameo. It's only a cameo, but it's a great debut. Just as it's where he is a complete non-entity against Stoke. <laughs> yeah, just just Stecklenberg. You know, Stecklenberg had a good debut. Gay. There's not a put a foot wrong in under 80 minutes. Again, look, Velasquez come on in the end. Williams mm. come on in the end, didn't need to show things up. But we, we should have been 4 1 up by the time West Brom had that chance with Fletcher late on. Oh, yeah. uh, Ricky Lambert comes off the bench, you know what? It's just written in the script, isn't it? Ricky Lambert, yeah, another yard dog comes on and he'll get the equalizer. Red shape, lad, yard dog. That free kick that we give away, Ben. Oh, you know, oh. Mason Holgate handballed it. Do you know what? 
You, on one half, you're being excited about a new Everton, and on the other half, you're sitting here about to put your laptop or your telly through the wall because <laughs> you just know what's coming because it's Everton. But thankfully, for once, the it script didn't. wasn't written. You know what it I mean? didn't. Like John Terry, when I threw my phone against the wall in the 19th minute, I yeah. think match of the day was almost starting when he put that you in. You think to yourself, only and Everton. The Pedentes, yeah, that didn't happen for once. I think we cleared it. Yeah. Or we just got away with it or whatever. But when Holgate handballed that, just get a Martinez flashbacks. All night, I thought, all, all but well, for that moment. I think that it, it, what's what we've seen with the Delafoe, Gilthelt's chance, um, Barkley and Lukaku is that it is early in the season. Those chances need, we need to start putting them away. Yeah. Because if we if we miss a sitter against Stoke on Saturday and other sides who, who you know will come to us in full of confidence, then they get themselves in front and we'll ruin that chance then. We're, we're regretting it. Whereas yeah. we need to be, you know. Like like last season, similarly against Stoke, right? Remember, um, yeah. we should have been about twenty one nil up. Remember, absolutely, we were three nil up. So the game, but it, you know, if that it, game, if it had finished fifteen nil, it would not have been surprised. But it only takes Everton to go three one, maybe even three two. We've seen it last season, didn't we? Yeah. In Stoke, well, three yeah. It's just it, in this league and at this standard and at this pace and you know such rigors of the Premier League. We need to be putting our chances away, and yeah. hopefully that rustiness will wear off now. And we'll tomorrow night against Yeovil, and then uh, Stoke on Saturday. We'll we'll keep up the momentum. We've got to be more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Got it. We just have to see every chance, like you know, they always do as a as a golden opportunity to really practice on your finishing because we're just going to create hatfuls. You know, Lukaku, he's basically got a free dinner pass, and he with with Balassi on the right there. It's how many goals do you want? You know, the fellas can set him up all day long. Well, again, that brings us nicely. He's, he's apparently said he's staying. Yeah. It's good to see him back in an Everton shirt on Saturday after the Euros and after the speculation. He's come on, he's played his part. Yeah, he should have had a goal, but it was good to see Romelu Lukaku back in an Everton shirt. So, um, Some complaints that he ran off at the end. Yeah, but I maybe, don't know what know, that's you, about, you, to be honest. You don't know, do you? You know, you might have needed a shirt. <laughs> he may have needed to get on Snapchat and start dancing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm not reading too much into it. Cummins obviously said, yeah, he, he's, he said he wants to stay for at least another year. The club aren't going to come out, are they, and go, oh yeah, Lukaku wants to stay another year. The club, no. the club will probably just stay, stay quiet and let the window pass. Whereas if he was signing a new contract, he'd be all over it. But he might, have, he might have just yeah. said, look, I'll give you another year. I want to see what, what we can do this year, but then I'm going to probably move on, which, you know, fair enough, four, four or five years service from him and probably over 100 goals. Yeah, you know, I know. Sounds weird, doesn't it? The, the, the thing is, the potential for him to get even more than twenty goals this season is there. He with, should be ought, ought to be looking at thirty league goals to be a player of his. With the creative players we've got, yeah, it's refreshing to see that someone wants to stay. You know, if it's for the short term, it's for the short term. But um, it's mad since that Rice answer went over to talk to Mini Wale and Lukaku that they absolutely said nothing after mm. that meeting there was no you know all the, the bluster about moving to a Champions League club was before that and then you know maybe mm. maybe sending over a, a henchman <laughs> worked or whatever right maybe on so. sides, but you know but he, is you know he's staying anyway and, yeah uh, Mason Holgate got man of the match again Max Brown and yeah. I think we need to talk about him a bit because the lad just looks um, he looks in gold. of his own Dunny, just absolute gold as if he'd been playing 20 um, for for twenty years, it's just ridiculous. The, the the composure and the talent that he had, and no panic, quality in his play, and look to link up going forward as well. Ridiculous. I like the way he can nip in and get the ball. Yeah, you know, because he's young and he's got the the legs. 
it, it only takes one sort of a bit of a yard where the ball's a bit loose sort of player's got to run onto it and he can nip in and he's not the biggest lad but he can get his body in the way he's athletic I think he's a great reader of the game he's so composed he looks unnatural I agree with you he looks like he's been here you know he looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for years let's stop the, it, it's not an initial burst like a Danny Cadamatri or, or you know that sort of thing you know where they come in and do well initially and then fade I think he's got it he looks like you know he wants to cement his place, doesn't he? You know he's not just there to to fill in the gaps. Looks and like he wants to make it his own. And Ashley Williams also came on. Yeah, um, you know another another yeah. debutant, and he didn't really do much wrong. He didn't have an awful lot to do late on, but you know he's probably going to start tomorrow night against Yeovil, isn't he? Absolutely, but it all looks good, doesn't it? You know yeah. these players coming on for us. You know proven quality players coming on. You know, four or five minutes, whatever. But it just all looks points to a more ambitious effort in the season when we see players like that coming on. It's great. Yeah, he didn't didn't have much to do, did he? So overall, it's been a morale boosting first week, hasn't it? One hundred percent on the pitch yeah. and off it. And I mean, we've we've talked a little bit there about the new boys. Uh, Balassi's the most recent one. What we'll, what we'll do now is um, we'll move on to the transfer rooms. Yeah. God, I mean, this could this is a podcast in itself, Mark. To be honest. Well, we're we're gonna um, we're gonna. We're going to do a podcast on, on Deadline Day, aren't we? Yes. Um, we're going to roll out the, the multi-pack of Jaffa Cakes, <laughs> get a few other um, Evertonians involved, you know, friends of the show. Absolutely. And we'll be back next uh, next week, won't we? We are going to be so sick of the sight of each other. <laughs> no, 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 we've got good things to talk about. Absolutely, no. Um, and Everton have given us plenty to talk about. How many players have you been linked with this summer? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, we're always linked with a lot of players, but... Um, fans want to see concrete don't they and I think, I, yeah. don't, I think until they see that Twitter image welcome Balassi or welcome Williams they can't really relax and everyone seems to claim to be an in the know these days so it's a lot of hearsay with Everton but at the moment being linked with Joe Hart um, yeah. rather than waffle on all night about it just some yeah. thoughts on it yeah? no brainer if he gets back his form that he had two seasons ago we've got England's best goalkeeper I and mean, you know be, be an absolutely great signing Okay. Um, <laughs> same here loan or permanent either way I'm not asked if he, if, he, if he improves what we've got I'm all for it and if we need three keepers to, to get us where we want to be I'm all for it I like Joe Hart he's prone to the odds error but you know we put up with Tim Al for 10 years so anyway we won't go there but yeah I'm up for that what about um, Wilfred Boney now this rumour won't go away let's not one match is probably not going to happen but the Boney one there is whispers isn't there doing the rounds that he's going to He's going to move and it's going Eventually, to be a late move. Yeah. He's clearly, yeah. And I, I thought initially that the interest had completely gone away, hadn't it? You know, and stuff. And there was sightings of him around town and there was, you know, rumours that he was going to sign, but nothing came of it. Um, I don't know. He's a player I'd have. I'm not overly excited about it, to be honest with you. But it's like, um, do we think it's going to be like a deadline day signing, maybe, or or just towards the end there? I think Bony would certainly have goals and a presence up front, wouldn't mm. he? You know, it's just the big talk at the moment is um, Yasin Brahimi, um, yeah, from Porto. Go on then, watch it now because everyone else well, seems to be an expert. I, I don't want to like because there's people out there who think God, oh, everyone's an expert on Portuguese football. I think that's slightly, you know, there's so much football on TV these days. It's quite easy to follow players like this. Brahimi is just a player. Where the ball sticks to his foot. <laughs> Another ball carrier. Just exactly what we need. He can't have too much creativity in the side. He does score goals. But he is uh, just another one of these who invites the challenge, commits forward, commits players forward. And that's a really exciting player for Porto. I think he's 
another ball carrier, someone someone who can come in and, and, and you know, Barclays can have a job getting in front of him if that's the, if that's the case, you know, if he's competition, fair competition, yeah. It's just all the, I'm loving Cumin's uh, focus on creativity, which is clearly what we need. Yeah. But you know, slowly but surely we're getting there with that. And if we sign Brahimi then just another baller. Well, he's, just he's, an absolute baller. The links with him come from nowhere because we were linked with that gazelle. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Absolutely. Um, and people and started it, putting up pictures of gazelle bunch in the supermarket. That got my interest for a bit. <laughs> it seems to have cooled, and now you know. I think is it that get French football on Twitter have said you know he's he's rejected the move and he's staying, which you know. I don't know. It shows a lack of bottle, if you ask me. There was other rumours that he was having a medical today, so I just do not know what to believe. But again, he's a creative player, I'm led to believe. Um, yeah. So there's another two. Lamine Kone, that looks like it's going to go well, to the deadlines, eh, doesn't it? He's going to come to Everton, isn't he? Time over. His, his time is up at Sunderland, surely. The guy was banned from, from the first team squad, and, and he wasn't even on the bench, was he, yesterday? I don't think no. against Middlesbrough. Um, Mo- he had a Moise. Back, he had a Moise. Back, didn't we he? know Moyes. He's going to make out if this all the players doing. So yeah. you know. But I tell you what, mate. Since Mercedes come, we're starting to see opposition players getting left out of squads. I'm loving it, mate. Bring it on. People throwing, people <laughs> like, refusing to play, people refusing to play yeah. to come to us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take that in for a minute. You know, people um, in the past, it's people refusing to play for us because we've been that <laughs> shocking. But yeah, but it, 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 it's you know, it's just the yeah, it? It's what that's that's. Slowly but surely, we're getting there with this this well, change of look at it from the start, man. You know, I said perception. This, I said this a while back. Going to Southampton, taking the manager. Yeah. Going to Leicester, taking the head of recruitment. Yeah. Going to Swansea, taking the captain. Going to Crystal Palace, taking the star player. Absolutely. Going. Villa to so their best Villa. player. I know that's not the same. They got relegated, but it's still and, their and best literally player. Literally taking one of their best players. Now linked with Lamine Kone, standing up for Sunderland. Credit I'm not, I'm not saying these are world class players and world class teams, but, but these the are tables other, have turned. These are other players' best, the other teams' best players. These are teams. Some of them who finished the brothers last season, you know. If we and, go out and sign that Algerian, yeah, Lamine Kone and Wilfred Boney, and maybe Hart. Imagine, with, or even mate, without Wilfred Boney, let's still have the boat party. <laughs> Kone. <laughs> Hart, yeah, and that Algerian. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even. I don't even know what his name is. The Algerian one from Porto. Yassine Brahim. Yassine Brahim. It's a lovely point to be honest. Um, I'm more of a cause guy, but I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how I remember it. Is it Brahma? Brahma. That's it. Brahma. But yeah. but it's a bit like chain letters. You take the A out, put the I and the M in, and substitute it for Brahimi. <laughs> What is your tipple at the moment, by the way? At man? the moment, tipple is um, it's Desperados, mate. I, Desperado. I, I think I think Desperado suits suits probably what what's going on inside at the moment, and also what's going on. You know, <laughs> you've been hanging out with my, too much, too much stuff. Absolute desperate ass, mate. No, Desperado, mate, is is I, I drink the lager that I'm on is Estrella Dam right now. Yeah. <laughs> just forget Everton oh, yeah. I'm asking I, think, you, yeah. I think if a classic Friday night if we're watching the, the championship football and, and got our bets going on it's it's it's, it's a straddle down and, and maybe four bottles of Desperado yeah. Yeah. and that's that's when sweater starts getting exciting then when I'm, I'm on that yeah, you've had a few scoops then, you know a few scoops with the women and a few scoops with <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of San Miguel, to be honest, at the moment. 
Um, yeah. There's another one I've, I've discovered in the, the Real Ale pub by ours, which it's not a Real Ale, it's a lager like, but it's Paul, yeah. Paul Anna. All right, never heard of it. I think it's from um, Dortmunds in Germany. Yeah, are we linked with him? (laughs) (laughs) If Steve Walsh wants it, mate, I don't care who he is. (laughs) I must admit, it's a a nice tipple, and uh, to be honest, we could do with a few here, couldn't we? Talk about this. It's a lot of positivity, but (laughs) Tysky, Tisky, however you want to say it. Beautiful drink, favourite. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. We haven't been linked with no poles yet, though. The eleven, the eleven keeping now. Keep so dreaming, I mean, Max. <laughs> back to um, back to the footy. Back to heaven. We did we're like a human touch. Oh, we yeah, human to, beings. Aren't we were linked with um, every man and his dog. Yeah. But you know, if you look at that Coney coming in, Hart potentially a creative uh, player or a striker. That for me completes the recruitment for the summer. Six or seven players would that be? I think people are putting too much too much focus on the money that we're spending because they don't want it to look like we've sold stones. To, to buy these players, but I don't. I am for the first time. I'm not so concerned with how much we spend. It's the quality that I want to see us bring in. I think Steve Walsh's remit is also to find these players at a, at a decent price as well, isn't it? You know that's yeah. that's part of the deal. I'm not. I know we're not sell to buy anymore. I don't think we are anyway. To be honest, I, I believe a lot about what financial fair play and that we needed to sell stones for us to go and. Offer these wages. Let's face it; it's the wages that's winning the day, not the transfer fees, yeah, isn't yeah, it? You know yeah. that they're offering. Um, I, I'm I'm more concerned about what's going to come through the door, and I think we're going to get what we want. Absolutely. I you know, so what if we have to wait till the last day? We've won one draw, man. Let's just, you know, let's just pour the long and then bang. Were you getting the Liverpool in international break, which couldn't come at a worse time? International break. I've always thought that, but do not get beat. Look. look you know, we'll, we'll look at the heads of the further fixtures in a minute, but looking at the, what, what lies ahead for the next four or five games, there's no reason to not get excited, even with the current crop of players that we've got now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You think to that, we're going to add three or four players coming back from fitness, you know, Coleman um, coming back into the side as well. It's, you know, there'll be further depth and we, we should be in great shape come, come but the, the first of September. But, well, I do think, I see what you mean. There is an emphasis on price tags, there's an emphasis on ages and stuff like that. But I do, I've said this for a couple of weeks now, sound like a broken record. The plan at Everton now, I believe, is one that will work. Um, yeah. Kuman is not a stupid person. Steve Walsh obviously isn't. I'm, I'm certainly far hard machine. He's not a, a no. stupid person. It's not very. It's not slapdash approach. Hold on, there's no stupid people at Everton anymore. It's very, <laughs> Apart yeah, from one it's guy. A very sensible go. approach and. A sensible, ambitious approach, I would say. Absolutely. Um, Contro- people, it's controlled. Yeah, people might, people might find it a bit reserved at the moment, but I think in terms of what we are or what we're aspiring to be, we, we may be a bit reserved for a year, 18 months, two years, and then you, you might think other things like the stadium come into fruition. So. It, absolutely. There's no substitute for a clear plan, you know, and I just think that's what we have behind us right now. With clear thinking. There's a process behind everything. That The aim is to get us... You know, up there, but obviously we're not going to do it overnight. You can't with the likes of Man City and, and Chelsea spending all kinds on players. It's just it's not going to happen overnight, but slowly but surely, you know, we're getting there, aren't we? It's just we are, and obviously you've you've as you've been recording, Mark, you've gone and asked the yes, fans, haven't you? To I have. If you, if you could sign three players if before we, the end of the uh, transfer window for Everton, who would they be? And 
I'm surprised your battery hasn't died because you always get loads of replies. Um, so many replies. Should we, should we pick them out? We probably won't be able to read them all, but let's go through them. Yeah, pick them out. Uh, Roger Matrum uh, has put on that he like he would like to see Schneider in heart and a striker, a top striker. Haven't got a clue. If you ask many blues, not many people have an idea of what striker we need. Well, positionally though, it's still interesting to know, isn't it? Yeah. Where they want, where they see we need reinforcements. So. I actually would love Hernandez if we could whack forty million quid in for him, no problem. <laughs> one, a couple uh, more. Andrew McGregor's put uh, Colney, Hart, and Zayek. Don't know anything about Zayek. I know that's people a Polish uh, lager. That is that the Sweet. one. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Four for a tenner? I didn't know we'd no. be in like, with him. <laughs> Four for a tenner's a rip-off, wouldn't pay that. <laughs> uh, Evan Fanatics put um, Brahimi, Hart and Slimani. I think Slimani plays for Sport in Lisbon. He's been like with West Brom and West Ham, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, he has, that's right. You want to read the few yeah. There's Gre- so many replies. Um, Green All EFC says Matter, Hart and Slimani, but do you think, do you think the Matter thing's gone on? <sighs> yeah, I kind of got upset when he started for United at the start of the season. I thought, you know... I was hoping the old friction between him and Mourinho would, would work in our favour, but it seems like uh, Mourinho is, is favouring him at the moment, doesn't it? Mm. How long that last? I don't know. But, uh. that, there's another one, Xenophon Law says, uh, Lamine Coney, Shawcross, Boney, slash Lacazette, and Butland, slash Begovic, slash Hart, so he's obviously given a few options there. Yeah. Lamine Coney or Shawcross, Boney or Lacazette, and Butland, Begovic or Hart. Um, who else? Errol, Richie Errol, says Shane Long, oh, I don't know about that. Um, Asmir Begovic and Brahimi. As, you know, a few more, come on. Absolutely, a few more. I don't know whether we should read this one out. Messi, Neymar and Pirlo, Johnny Lennon reckons. Pirlo we might have a shout with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's think. Uh, Martin Nolan, um, he's gonna, he thinks it's going to be Hart, Coney and Brahimi uh, who's, who's coming in. That seems <laughs> who to be said the, there? Notorious P.O.G. Yarmolenko, Raquel, mate. And Witzel. Witzel. <laughs> she, she had Sean Davis into that list Moutinho. as well. <laughs> Who else? Let's There's a few, you know. Everyone keeps saying Matter, don't they? Matter. Matter's like heart, the yeah. one, any, you know, that, he's the one that would have made a clear difference. Is there any women on here taking up your offer of a date? Or? Uh, none just yet, no. No, um, no. We'll get there, you know. <laughs> Grey says, uh, Grey, come on, you believe, says Oscar. I like that one. Um, Oscar from Chelsea. Yeah, or yeah. Cheeky Bid for Rooney. Someone Paul, uh, Paul Juranovic. Juranovic, great name. We've been linked with him as well. <laughs> Rooney. <laughs> I think Rooney's going to have a problem there at United, if you want a quick opinion on that. I just think, um, I don't know, just United lack pace going forward, don't they now? What's this here? Who have we got here? Ali Al Habzi, Gary Caldwell, and Will Grigg. Oh, sorry, was thinking Martinez was still in charge. Oh, mate, what are we Stiardi doing? Stiardi with a bit of comedy there. Yeah, yeah, sending us back, flashback style. God, oh, get no, the bleach out. Mate, to be honest, yeah. Can't think about Martinez here. It's just an absolute. He's not thinking about period. you neither. He's sitting off with his Belgian tracking on him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do for the fans who used to be on for the playing. Um, but yeah, it's gonna we're gonna come and, and have a, a podcast on deadline day as well, aren't we? We are. So fume fest, I reckon. There's nothing happening. Do you reckon? Well, if it doesn't happen, we'll just have a beer. Yeah, well, that's all good then. Absolutely, yeah, we'll just have a beer and we'll look back on the month of August um, with the lads. So it, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. So good. Hopefully, in an ideal world, we get the players in before deadline day. But hopefully, you know, if we can get Sky... Alan Myers back in and he can just type the words "busy, busy." We have three hours to go. Then hopefully then. Sky can have a word and say, you know, there's Everton fans there who are on tenterhooks. Let's keep them 
till the last minute on the 31st of August. So what, what you're saying is we're getting man. Rachel Riley round for, for, for a bevy afterwards. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, well, next one, I'll make up my lad's spare bed. I don't quite think she'll join <laughs> us in Segura. <laughs> but we'll try. Maybe the, the appeal of uh, eight cans of Tyski or something. Like, you know, I think under my series Everton, anything's possible, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are getting carried away. But back to the... Uh, Back to the drawing board. What what's next? What's the next item of discussion, Mark? Come on. I, I'm gonna have to. This is this is just not a slick. This this is this is not like skateboards where they've got it all set out. We have to look through. We haven't uh, got iPads going on. You know, it's not like Carragher and Neville on a Monday night. This is it. It's not. We're we're gonna look ahead. It's more like Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. No. Just, Come on. To be honest, we're talking about Stoke. Stoke. Right. <laughs> At home. We need to talk about Yeovil as well. We do. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> With all due respect, uh, Yeovil, uh, oh, we didn't even write you down <laughs> um, because we forgot about the game. But yeah, oh, Everton in action away. in yeah. the Football League trophy, is it called? EFL now. It's confusing the life out of me. Um, anyway, we've got Yeovil. League, yeah. League two side. Yeovil. Um, <laughs> I, I know they're from Somerset, is that right? <laughs> oh, come on. Let's, let's I think not, the odds on the odds on have like the bird from there, mate. That's about it, I think. But uh, let's not do them a disservice, right? No, of course not. There's always the potential for an early it's season mess up, isn't there? Or you know, slip up. Yeah. Banana skin, potential banana skin. But it looks like Balassi's going to get a start, as is Ashley Williams. Yeah, I would expect the likes of Brian Oviedo yeah. to probably play. Um, Joel Robles, um, James McCarthy, maybe Darren Gibson will get the nod. Or Lukaku apparently is going to start, so I don't know what the I'd like to see Holgate continue yeah, as yeah. well, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's a great game for Yeovil, and let's face it, it's a good, good nice out for the fans who, who come up, don't, don't get the chance to come up to Premier League grounds that yeah. often, I would think. And, and it's a great tie for them. I just don't, I just, you know, I've been scarred so many times by Everton in the League Cup. I get Millwall flashbacks when he beats us 4 2 and stuff like that. But that was, I, I fully expect us to, to, to do a job on them. Maybe yeah. maybe get a few goals up and then take players off. And that's when you'll see a little bit disjointed. But I think we'll do it first half. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, don't do it, Everton. Don't just have us worried. But I think it should be okay. Everton, we're playing well. There's no reason to think we're going to go. That's it, and I think you know the players who come in are not exactly fringe players. They're just other players, that's, you know. Yeah, that's uh, what that's what the depth's all about now, and yeah, it's not it's not where we want it to be quite yet. But there's enough quality there and players coming back that we need to do a job tomorrow night. And you know, I take a one 0 win now just to, to to keep the momentum going. And like he's comments, he's in you know he's in it to win it, isn't he? You yeah. know, that's the, what every manager should say to be honest. But it's like Cumin was. Not, not taking it lightly, was he? In the slightest. Always said about that League Cup, it's a trophy at the end of the day, and it's Listen, a chance to get a trophy in the bag early in the season as well. Absolutely, and it's, it, you know, we need that catalyst. Can't underestimate how important it is to, to win that trophy. We need any a trophy. It doesn't matter if it's the League Cup. Man City started it all off with a League Cup win, didn't they? You know, against, I think it was Stoke, wasn't it? Or, or in, in the final, I'm not sure. But, the, you know, you need that, that, that first trophy for, for everything. Uh, everything else springs off that so that's you know we should be going into this treating it with the utmost respect I think we will and I think we'll just we'll, well success well. breeds confidence doesn't it you know yeah and we want to keep saying. we want to keep the form going we want a couple of goals and then we're playing Stoke at home it didn't look great against City to be fair you know City played very well at the weekend didn't they but Stoke 
Stoke didn't look look great. Q Q a five three win for Stoke. Well, on, on to Stoke, <laughs> and we will link with Arnautovic. Um, Chikiri still, uh, you know, but they're probably the two players who stand out, aren't they? Yeah, Bojan as well as the sides, haven't you? In the team still, um, oh, I made up to see Shawcross get pushed for them that penalty. It's a new directive, you know. There's every chance we're going to get a penalty on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the with the pulling in the box, I'm, I do think that's a good directive that because it goes on far too much. Phil Neville, what kind of shite he was chatting on Saturday night saying he wasn't a fan of it. You know, Lineker was going, we're going to get more goals though. You know, Neville's just, yeah. Mr. Top 10 is an advocate of boredom. But, um, <laughs> they get, no. Phil played. You're going to see defenders yeah. like Shawcross exposed because, you know, that's that's what they rely on. Well, he's, he's one, isn't he? Like, um, Shawcross, he's, he's one of the surviving dogs in that yeah. Stoke team. They have got a bit more flair these days, you know, and out of a chicory. And Bojan, I mean, them we can't, might, absolutely. Any, them in my team, I know that. Mb- we can't hold in the middle. Mbula sort of a, a similar ilk to Gay. I thought he looked awful, to be honest, in Mbula against the City. Yeah, against City, he did, but they bought him last year, didn't he, to come in in that, in that central midfield yeah. role. Um, you know, anything's better than Glenn Whelan. <laughs> but, I think it's important we don't overcommit, though, against Stoke. That's, no, no, I think we've we got to be patient. Yeah, it's, it's right to get the set-up, right? Lukaku will come back in. Uh, Again, you know, does Balassi start or do we use him as an impact? We see where the games where the games are after an hour. I can see Balassi starting and Delafoe being that impact player. Maybe. Yeah, I think even with Balassi off the pitch, we should have enough to beat Stoke City. Most sides in the league do, but they're, they're not a bad side. Do you know what I mean? Mark Hughes has done relatively okay compared to. You don't to often see them get beat two no, or three times you, on the spin, do you? You don't, no, you don't. And, you know, it's cliche, but well organised side, he's got his players working hard. Every single pundit seems to say that sentence every single time they're talking about footy. Yeah. But it's probably true with West, uh, Stoke, and he mentioned West Brom then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not probably a game that everyone gets excited for. Um, it's a game that everyone will get excited if we win. I just yeah. can see it's snowballing if we get part of the Of course, I mean, I'm, I'm getting married at three o'clock, so you text me oh, if we score. I will. Uh, I'll make sure my phone's on silent. Yes. And if come five o'clock, you'll be hoping for multiple notifications. Be, you know, I'll be putting Z cars on the, on the, as a request in the, on the, the dance floor. Yeah. Not, like, not like you can dance to Z cars, but I can certainly slide on my knees. Put like me and I'm comfortable walking doing the locomotion. Yeah, you so, can. Do you know what? Bring half a good us, and I'm not actually right, down there. <laughs> <laughs> Max wedding on Saturday. Get your asses down there instead of going the brick. So, uh, <laughs> anyone who is coming to me wedding, I do apologise that uh, we're getting married at the same time as Everton play. But you know, you have to think of priorities these days. I think you have to keep <laughs> the missus happy above above all else. <laughs> so it's um, there's the Stoke preview. There's me in trouble with your missus. No, oh, she's fine. She won't be listening. Put it that way. <laughs> Um, yeah, we so that's hope, that. Yeah. We've got the game tomorrow, obviously two home games as well, chance to momentum. Absolutely. After that, Mark, we've got some interesting ties, haven't we? have got Bournemouth, who are, you know, relegation candidates this year. Um, I'm looking at the next five games, I think, you know, and there's every chance that we can we can get a few, you know, we can, we can fin- there's a tough game, Arsenal thing is the next tough game we've got, isn't it? Although Arsenal are looking like a stale piece of bread. Same old story that I was listening to Talksport before, and yeah. Boring, isn't it? It's so repetitive, just their fans moaning about Wenger, not spending any they money. They must have a billion in the bank. They must, they, they must they're have. protected the board, their hierarchy and Wenger. It's watertight. They, yeah. No matter what their fans do, in, until Wenger decides to pack it in, he's yeah. just going to be there. Because you know why? Because he's a yes man for the board. He's been well looked after. 
he's had quite a lot of relative success. He brings them what they want, which is Champions League qualification. They're not interested in anything They're else. They're not in depth. They've got a brand new stadium. They'll always have thousands of fans. They're just okay. They've got a few world-class players, but nothing more. They could probably kick on, but they're trying to do it a different way. But I, can, Obviously, I they, don't know. I can see them doing an all last season. I really they, can. they could drop. They could really drop. The, you know, There's a, such a reliance on Ozil and, and Sanchez in that absolutely, side. Absolutely, yeah. Um, who else? Who, who else? The, I think Walcott. Walcott and Chamberlain never put yeah. a, a run of Benton together. The defences and all of that. Giroud's unsettled. Giroud's unsettled. He was out the side at times last year. Could be wrong. They asked... The season, they what they do, they know what they're doing to get top four, but I just think this year that, that it's going to fall flat. Drop a bit. But anyway, yeah. we're, we're going to start sounding like a Arsenal fan TV. Did you see that oh, one the other day? What's oh, happening, blood? He interviews fan. I was like, what's he talking? Is that, is that new Cockney language or something? <laughs> Bored fan. And Wenger, I was like, bloody hell. No, that Arsenal fan TV is just comedy gold, but it is. until, as I say, until Wenger goes or their board goes out and spends millions, it's nothing's going to change there. But no. the, the thing is, they'll, they'll finish in the top four, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're saying they'll drop down, but look at them last season. They finished second. They finished second. <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham let them in, didn't they? Totally, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but that, enough, that, that represents, that. I think, our next tough game. And, and again, it's... It's a real chance now over the next few weeks for us to get some points on the well, board. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. The oval game tomorrow will be tough as well. Yes. Let's, let's take each game and each podcast. Early goal, please, Everton. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, Definitely. Any other business? <sighs> There's so much transfer news. We've done that. We've done transfer news. <laughs> We've done transfer news. We've done all of life. What, <laughs> what ale we like. We've done what ale Spurs, we like. West Brom, new signings. Got us some parties on. Go to some park revamp. We can't really talk about it until it happens. No, but the, the, it has started on the on the sort of park end. But why wasn't it done before the first game of the season? Then? I know, yeah. Uh, I get that. Should have been ready, really, shouldn't The it? new stadium situation. Yeah. Huge rumours that we've bought land. <sighs> well, I mean, if if that is the case, Mark. Keep your hands still. Yeah, let's let's thank you to hands still. If that is the case, Mark, then that is the signal of a, of a truly... Uh, I want to say golden era, but this this could be this could be it for us, you know. In terms I can of tell how low, how, how low your voice and yeah, I'm trying to keep measured. It's it's just going to be huge. You mean business, don't you? Everton, yeah. This this is our chance now, our big chance to 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 get our club where we want it, to get us looking down on other people, and also let's let's have it right. When people come into Liverpool, tourists, people from the Isle of Man, whatever flying in and they see that stadium in the middle of the ground half of them or a good majority of them will think it's Liverpool's ground and when they get told it's it's not Liverpool it's Everton the neighbours we like to keep in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> I mean how shit is their ground going to look if we've got a Docklands I mean you know right in the middle of the city right they, on the wall they can build their main they, stand on the top of the hill in Anfield and it can be seen for miles around but how often does the Merseyside and Liverpool skyline, even on the telly or it's pictures on the internet, a million times a day, Everton's park, ground and structure will be a part of that. Part and there's no that. way you can remove it. No way. It's there. Life. It's nailed on. It'll attract investment. You're going to be set for life with the likes of concerts and stuff. Everton, Everton FC is suddenly going to become the centre point to everything. Do you know what I mean? And our name is going to be all over the place. People are going to want to know, where's this club? And I thought, Everton, who Everton, I've never heard of Everton. Why are they in the middle of Liverpool City Centre? Why? Why indeed? Ask away. Because we were we'll here find before out. anyone. Because we were here before anyone. And you can play on all that. First club in the city. 
they've been allowed to get away with far too much damage. This is the very first small step to putting them right where they belonged. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> mate, see that mate, I, mate, I, I hate Liverpool Football Club as much as I love Everton Football Club. That's, that's the simplest way I can put it. I can see it now. Cafe Mambo-esque rocks with yachts on the maze. Yeah. You know, cigars. Yachts on the old which is why he's filing for how, divorce. How many times have I said boat party in the past two months? <laughs> mate, but it is though. It's going to be... Uh, Alder's thrown uh, himself uh, in the maze th- and his <laughs> wife throwing the champagne against the boat <laughs> I just you know it's going to be one of them areas where you can take your shoes off in the middle of winter and walk around in your bare feet and you won't feel any pain so it's gonna, there's going to be gold plated you know Everton shoes. yeah mate you're going to be walking on your own name as you walk into the ground as Everton boat party there'll be a direct, you know there'll be a tunnel straight to the boat from the ground we'll make an airport next to it uh, call it the Joe Anderson we'll have revolving seats so if you want to change ends at half time you can <laughs> The Joe Anderson airport mate, next to it. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Sir Joe Anderson. Sir jo- sorry, Joe, yeah. Make if it he pulls mate. that off. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, we, we all know it, don't we? That's where we want to be. Right bang smack in the middle. Because it'll put them in the shade. <laughs> 100%. And that's but what also we want. It'll put and it's more where we want to be, yeah. It's more about Everton Football Club, I know. But, you know, we've added so much off them to last us all a lifetime. It'd just be great to put them where they want. But... It's more, I agree, it's more about Everton and where we want to be. Forget everybody else. So there's the stadium done and dusted. So um, we've built it already. <laughs> we've built it, yeah. Your Ben's down there. He's <laughs> laying he's the first brick. He's sorting out the cage right now, Ben. <laughs> um, Luke Garbutt's gone to Wigan and yeah. Galloway's gone to West Brom. Luke Garbutt, question marks over his attitude, I've heard. It's come out, maybe. Don't know. You've got to question a guy with that much talent. He's got a lot of talent, clearly. Looked, looked a good player when I watched him against Krasnodar I thought I think it was um, that it doesn't work out for him full on and now he's gone to a, another mm-hmm. League One club in Wigan now isn't it you know so mm-hmm. I hope he does well but I, I think he's gonna, I think he's got to start maybe looking at himself now because he's clearly got the talent to be starting for everything. I think for me or maybe maybe in contention it probably represents where maybe Luke Garbutt is in his career and Brendan Galloway where is he is in his career yeah because Brendan Galloway with all due respect, West Brom about... I don't know who the left-back is now, but I can't remember. Who played on left-back on Saturday? They had uh, Dawson. Uh, they kind of played... They had Paul Robinson as the left-back. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> so if they start Brendan Galloway at left-back for the rest of the season, there'll be revelation. But if you... But I believe you, I that's where they are. Was good, but then when I look at Mason Holgate... <laughs> yeah, I think Galloway is good, but he, I think that one's gone to a League One club and I can see... Put, put it this way... I can see that move being made permanent easily. Yes. Whereas Galloway, Galloway not a chance. No, he's part back. of the future, yeah. isn't he? You know, but Everton clearly don't see West Brom as any kind of threat this season, so he's been allowed to go there. Another one is, uh, you know, the other uh, Tom Davison and uh, Kieran Dahl. Just I know. I had them. Do you know what? Away, but I'd, I'd like to see a couple of them involved tomorrow I, as well. Yeah, Kieran Dahl, Bickleton. Because he's one of my favourite. I've seen him, you know, and he's, he's a wand. He's got a wand of a left foot. She at times. And I just think he's, he's, he hasn't had a great pre-season and it hasn't. I thought he'd really kick on in pre-season and become, you know, maybe part of the, the squad for the first team, but it just doesn't work out for him, has it? Yeah, they've sort of been backed away, haven't they? And they have been used in pre-season because we haven't been adept with our 
you know, squad. They played in that two-game back-to-back days, wasn't it? Yeah, they did, but they may be involved tomorrow night, but then in and around. But again, it wouldn't be surprised if one of them maybe goes out on loan, you know. I agree, like, yeah. Maybe it'd be hard to pick who, because obviously Davis looked probably a lot more ready than Dal, but they're just two of them. Davis is... They're just two know, of a few, aren't they? You've got Ty Brown and Conor Grant, other players. The guy who played right back, Callum Connolly Ta- as well. Shara- Tarajai, is it? Sh- what you're yeah, mate? I got shot down by Merrill on to Shari Tarajai. I thought he had yeah. done all right. But uh, he got blown over by a gust of wind. I didn't see that bit, but he, yeah? apparently yeah, he's a bit lightweight at the moment. But from what I've seen, the guy's got technical ability. You know, maybe alone will do him good uh, and come back and do like a maybe, I don't know, small competition, in it? If he comes back and does well, number 10 role. I think he plays in that number 10, doesn't he? So, That's it. Know. So overall, we're going to win the lot. The um, lot. We're going to have a super stadium and we're going to... We're going to be on... League title number 10 in no time. A, po- a podcast a day <laughs> uh, keeps the red shite away. <laughs> in the backwatered trough <laughs> where they belong. So, yeah, final thoughts. How long have we done? About four days. I think I've got work in five Just minutes. over an hour, yeah. Well, you're all right, Mark. You've, uh, you've got time there. Got time to get on the old Badoo when I get on, so no problem. Only messing. No, final thoughts, it's all good, isn't it? You know, it's nice to be positive. Nice to be uh, not getting depressed about Everton because uh, we can do without that, Everton. Uh, you know, nobody buzzes like Evertonians and it's great to see everyone to a man almost right behind what we're doing. It certainly is, and I, I echo those, those uh, thoughts entirely. And next week we'll come back and do a... a, a Deadline Day podcast, we'll, we'll probably try and do it live, to be honest. Um, Maybe even stream it live so you can see us. Yeah, we're going to look into the streaming side of it. Obviously, um, we'll have to have a few Jaffa Cakes and get our technical heads we'll on first. We'll have to have a few babies for that one, mate. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, we look forward to that. Hopefully, we'll have obviously the Yeovil and Stoke games to cover. And we'll, we'll do yeah. it live and cover, you know, the, maybe the last two hours of the deadline. And just, you know, if Everton have signed all the players by then, then we'll discuss that. Yeah. Uh, if Everton sign any players during that time, we'll discuss that too. So, yeah, exciting times. Absolutely. Great um, to see. What else was you going to say? Yeah. Podcasts are available on iTunes still. Always forget this bit. I know, I know. We've moved over from SoundCloud, so I don't think they're going on the, the feed, the RSS feed anymore. Acast is a, a very too easy to use platform. You can download the app and, and you can actually follow us yes. um, on Acast as and well as Twitter. And the link's up on our Twitter page. Yeah, so we've obviously tried to blitz the Twitter a lot more. So keep yeah. sharing, keep listening, keep commenting, keep giving us feedback. And keep if you want to show an interest of coming on the show throughout the season, get in touch with Mark because he's on Twitter 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. <laughs> I am. ta Thanks very much. ta Cheers. <laughs>